Hello, ladies. The Big Balboski here. And right now, you're listening to the Matt Madness Podcast. They talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness. They talking all of this. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Matt Madness Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, Ron Pashery. And this week, I am joined. You know what? Again, I have messed up the beginning of this show. I am your host. I know, Ron Pashery Jr. And with me this week are my good friends, Ek Two Fly, Eric Trambicki. Preptagon Jr., Josh Preptagina, and Mr. Wednesday Night Live. We call him Alo. The ladies call him Balo. Aaron Lloyd. Uh, subscribe on iTunes. Please leave us a five-star rating and review. Uh, I guess uh, the biggest story in the world of wrestling this week is the return of Roman Reigns. Uh, obviously, we got the best news we possibly could have hoped for with Roman. Uh, his leukemia is in remission. He got to address the, the WWE Universe, for lack of a better term. Looked happy to be there. Uh, I'm sure is happy to have this behind him once again. Um, was anybody worried that we weren't going to get a positive announcement? Because I think there, there might have been some people hoping it wouldn't be anything bad. I didn't think they'd bring him out there to say anything that wasn't positive, though. I didn't think there was going to be anything bad. I just didn't think there was. I thought there was the chance that, you know, he just make an appearance, say everything's going well, but, you know, there's still a couple more months or there's more time until he makes the real return. Yeah, prep. Yeah, that was my feeling as well. I think it was pretty quick, like, oh, I'm back. And I'm like, all right, that's cool. <laughs> like, I was happy. Don't get me wrong. Like, when he came out. I'm not no punk man. I teared up a little bit. I was pretty happy. It's a real man right there. <laughs> you grown prep. Let him out, man. You grown. Yeah. Almost 30. I obviously wasn't watching live as I never am. I actually considered it just for this, but I was like, I don't know if he's opening the show or not. And I don't want to watch for some nonsense for like 45 minutes and they bring him out at the beginning of hour two. Um, yeah, I thought it was very quick. Like, for him to be able to say he's in remission, because it wasn't really that long ago, was it like October? October. It seems really quick, but yeah, happy for the guy, um, happy to see the smile on his face, happy to hear the music, happy to see him walk out, happy to see him get up on that above the top rope. Alo, what were your feelings? Yeah, well, the fact that he, the fact that he was actually there, I had a feeling that might have been good news also was going around that he was actually going to get cleared to wrestle but me i didn't really believe it because like like you guys said like i'm i I did like that's kind of quick because he just said he was it came back in october and that's only what uh four or five months ago so i was i was complete so i wasn't really thinking about surprise like i said the sheets report that he would be back soon for wrestlemania i was like okay whatever i'll take that for what it is but i was glad to see him you know um he he lost a bit of a little bit of weight, but it still has his most part. And I was shocked he got physical so quickly. And you have to assume that his first match back will be 
uh, a tag match with Ambrose and Rollins, probably against uh, Bob Elias and McIntyre. McIntyre or Galloway. So Galloway or Corbin. <laughs> Yeah, so you have to assume that that'll be his first in-ring action. But the, the most interesting thing to me is, like, what do you do with him for WrestleMania now? Yeah. Um, do – Eck, I'll start with you again. Do you think he's a different guy to wrestling fans now, or do you think it's just a matter of time before he starts getting the same treatment he was getting up until he left? That, that, that's a great question because that opening segment right there, uh, during the whole segment, top to bottom, really makes you think – He's a different guy. I mean, he's never, ever got a reaction, anything like that. Um, But reality sets in, and if he goes back to being booked the way he is, do people snap back into reality? And, you know, Prep mentioned how quick it was with the return. Um, I don't know if you guys saw it on Twitter, but the – Leukemia Foundation or whatever it is, Leukemia Research actually went to bat for him for any of the naysayers that thought that this could be a work and said, you know, I guess explained how it is a real case and how it can be beat quicker or even quicker than this. A lot of people complained that he didn't lose his hair. I don't know if I said it or an air or in our, you know, uh, daily group text, but I remember when he first announced leukemia, I was wondering, I was concerned for him, wondering if he was going to lose his hair. Imagine how much different he, like, let's say he was going for a full year, but he would come back with a freaking Caesar cut. <laughs> <laughs> Caesar <laughs> of, of all haircuts. <laughs> yeah, I was actually going to bring that up. That's why I wanted to ask because I did. You would think it was all love towards Roman, but there was, of course, my favorite people on social media questioning whether he even ever had leukemia or not. And, like, grow the hell up and go the hell home. Or if somebody who does believe that he did not really have leukemia, if you are at a wrestling show anytime in the near future, that is the one way to get me to go to a wrestling show. So I could show up and knock you the hell out. Um... (laughs) Alo, do you think the fans are fickle enough to turn on him again within within the next year? Within the next year, yes. But I don't know if you guys remember, but I, I, I jokingly brought up on the Roman Reigns tribute episode, whenever he does come back, that's when you turn him heel. So, so like, the fans are all behind him, but then you switch you switch on him real quickly because I think, I think that would be a really good idea to actually do. Now, me personally, what I would do is I wouldn't let him wrestle until WrestleMania – or whatever, and however you handle him at theirs, whatever. But I'll have him turn on Rollins. I'm assuming Rollins beats Brock. I'm, I'll have him turn on Rollins and actually finally turn heel at that because everybody won't expect it at that point, and everybody wants to be shocked nowadays and be surprised, and that'd be the perfect time to actually surprise. And it would have like the biggest impact. Yeah, like where people may not actually even think that they want it at that point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Prep, by any chance, did you see his appearance on Good Morning America? I didn't. I thought he was gonna—he was supposed to announce something. I heard he didn't. Well, I, I don't know if this was mentioned on Raw or not, but he did say that, you know, they were starting a foundation and starting to, like, raise money and get things for childhood cancer. So I don't know if that was what the announcement was. Uh, I have no idea what it was supposed to be. But my takeaway from it is... This guy can be the face of their company. 
Like, whatever anybody wants to say about him, this guy can be the face of the company. The way he speaks, uh, I think when he's not doing a WWE-scripted promo, he's very engaging. Uh, I feel like it was a bunch of, like, older women, obviously, sitting in the Good Morning America live audience. And I feel like he really connected with them. And it felt to me as a viewer like a different side of him. And I think it's clear that he's better equipped than anyone else to be the face of the company. Uh, do you guys still see him as the face of the company going forward, or do you think it's somebody else? Oh, I think it's a lock. It's, it's for sure. He's definitely that John Cena you know, predecessor right now. Um, I think it was within the first 60 seconds of the promo. I was like, wow, if they're ever going to turn him heel is right now because he could have just played off the crowd. Like, wow. Like, look how you treated me for the past four years. And then now this finally, this screw you guys. I'm all for a heel turn. I love a heel turn, but it's never going to happen with him. It just like Cena. He'll, he'll never be a heel. Yeah. No chance. Prep, did, know, you, thought, did you get chicken skin when he came out? <laughs> I just I just teared up. It wasn't so much that I got like, you know, I felt any type of way. But when he grabbed the mic, like you could tell that he was genuinely happy. And then like his family and stuff being there, I was pretty psyched about that. But as far as him turning heel, I see, I don't know, because I said the same thing about Daniel Bryan. Like, yo, there's no way they could ever turn this guy heel. Is a face for life, and look, I mean, it's it's had its ups and downs, but for the most part, it worked. Yeah, I think like it's had its starts and stops, and I wasn't crazy about it at the beginning, but right now I'm like, okay, I think this is good. Eck, what were you gonna say? In my comparison, the difference is the machine was not always behind Daniel Bryan. The machine has always been behind Roman. So I mean, it was the fans who brought Daniel Bryan to the forefront. The fans sure as hell didn't do that with Roman. Yeah, yeah that's true. And then, and another thing is Daniel Bryan didn't have anything to, quote-unquote, like, fight for, like, besides his dreams. Yeah. He's not, and it, he's not it, fighting for but cancer. But by that point, or, his dreams were fighting for him, so. <laughs> yeah, but see, both those guys, they kind of had the same battle because Bryan couldn't get clear. You know what I'm saying? It's not the same thing, but you kind of get what I mean about that. Yeah. But, and also, like, Roman, I mean, I think we all know, you know, he made the claim about his goals not necessarily going to be championships, but come Mania or once post-Mania where we start getting these lower-level shows, post-Mania, obviously, Roman, you got to expect him right to be in the main event. It took from April, the first weekend of April, when Daniel Bryan returned that Mania, it took him until November until he was in the main event. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I Roman's going to be right there. It, it, it's, it, it's just very different. Yeah. For Roman, I think it'll be all about what he can physically handle. And yeah, obviously, and I, I have mean, no idea what he's capable of at this point. Without a doubt, he really is in that top guy picture because the only person you really can compare him with is Cena. Because the, the machine's not, you know, the machine is always behind Cena. It's always going to be behind Roman. They don't really necessarily care i mean if brian went out there and hurt his neck again it's not gonna they're not gonna be you know it's all right let's have a wwe championship uh tournament they're gonna be worried about the title they're not gonna be worried about replacing him 
Yeah, not for, to speak ill on Brian, well, but I don't think that's ill of him. I think they'd be more worried about the possible like legal ramifications of that, or like the public relations of that, than. We can't handle the loss of Daniel Bryan from like a business perspective. Exactly. Um, well, just last thing before before we move on, Roman, welcome back. We have supported you for a long time, longer than most of these people that were cheering for you on Monday night. I am happy you are in good health, as we all are, and we wish you nothing but the best from here forward. Hopefully, this is a battle you never have to fight again. Um, the next biggest story, the person who has pretty much been the biggest story for the last half year, Becky Lynch, showed up at Raw again, got arrested. Um, the mugshots, I assume everybody has seen. <laughs> so good. They're hot. <laughs> I know that turns you on. <laughs> Somebody in trouble. In a you know, like a bad girl. <laughs> uh-huh. Am I crazy for feeling like Charlotte is going to win at WrestleMania and they'll act like they just have a bigger, longer-term story for Becky Lynch that they're trying to tell? Uh, you're not crazy to think that, but I don't think it's going to happen. I mean, Brock won last year, so I guess, <laughs> I guess you're thinking right. Yeah, like that's my feeling is they shoehorned her into this. That was always who they wanted to be in this position. She's going to end up winning, so they can always say she was the one to dethrone Ronda Rousey. And they'll play it off like, oh, we just had another story in mind. Prep, what would your feeling be if Charlotte was the one to dethrone Ronda at WrestleMania instead of Becky? I walk out like I did last year. (laughs) Oh, that's right. You're going. Yeah, well, I don't know. They got these tickets are expensive. You gotta wait. I'm gonna have to wait. So we'll see. I mean, I don't know. It is what it is, right? We're supposed to be those guys who just let everything rock. So yeah, and, yeah, and I get insulted for it in group messages. But anyway, mm-hmm. anyway, but like when it comes hey, to look, that, you cannot say that that Ronda segment was good. Please. I never said that. No. <laughs> I'm not going to say that. Oh, that was Richie. Never mind. No, because no, no, he was saying that I was going to say it was good, but I wasn't watching live, so I had no idea what you guys were talking about. Now, when it comes, now, when it, like when it comes to this whole Becky thing, perhaps said something about taking two steps forward and three steps backwards. I'm assuming you're talking about this. I didn't say that. Who said that? No, before we start the show, you said we'll get to that or something like that about taking two steps forward and three steps backwards. No, oh, that was about my uh, my Cash said that health about and weight loss. Really different. <laughs> oh, okay. Anyway, well, we were talking about he said 14, uh, he fireside said 14 chat coming, coming soon. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. So anyway, so they're doing that with this to me because how many times can you have Becky Lynch on a crutch just get all the way down to ringside and do the same thing for two weeks? Like she gets arrested, that's fine or whatever, but. It's not. It's the same thing. You can't really do the same thing with her, week on a week to week basis. You know, it's killing the whole story. Like, okay, like security's taking her down. She takes a mugshot, fine. But what else is it? Like, 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 like we always said. Like I said last week about something about about her and 
and how Stone Cold would like get into the building different, different and creative ways. If Becky did that, fine, but she's doing the same thing every week, and at the same time, how many times do the crowd? And she's on a crutch. <laughs> and the best part about the crutch is she doesn't have the crutch all the way up to her shoulder. It's like she's not even really using it. She's just kind of holding on to the little bar. <laughs> she's not leaning yeah. any weight on it. It's like it's like how many times are you gonna do the same thing? Yeah. I mean, the one the one thing I don't know that this is a conscious decision, but it looks to me like she's almost wearing the jacket that Rocky Balboa wore in Rocky Two, the black and yellow <laughs> leather. I don't know if that's like a uh, a tip of the cap to Becky Balboa, but that's what it reminds me of when I see it. I thought she was Uma Thurman. <laughs> Kill Bill. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. There were there were like uh, photoshops of her in the Kill Bill thing. <laughs> that's pretty funny. Um, yeah, I don't know. Prep, you're right. We are supposed to be like not getting worked up about this stuff, but I think I just I was so invested in this woman who we probably all kind of gave up on. I don't think any of us really had high hopes for her to see her reach the heights that she did. It's like why are you not fully capitalizing on it? Why are you taking a story that could be really entertaining and making it less entertaining? Because for me, it's not even so much about her winning the title. Because I think we all assumed she would beat Ronda at Survivor Series and not win the title because they both had championships. Now I feel like it's about her winning the title, but I'm just pretty positive that it's going to go to Charlotte. And then Becky it will get dragged out into the summer. Is anybody more excited about this? And, Eck, I'll start with you. Is anybody more excited about this this week than you were last week? Um, I don't think I'm more excited, but I will be petty and give um, some props to the resurrection of the word belt on <laughs> WWE programming. Ronnie said it, right? Yes. No. Yeah, yeah, Ronnie, Ronnie, Ronnie. Ronnie. I'm sitting there. I was like, wait, you, you didn't say it? <laughs> Prep, are you more invested in this this week than you were last week? About the same or not as much? No, because another story overtook my interest. <laughs> I think I know what it is, and I think that's what we're going to get to next. Alo, more excited or less? I'm less excited. Like, after the... Uh... After everybody hated the whole Charlotte being inserted thing, but that's it. I agree every, with everything you guys say about how it should be Becky and just Ronda, but the ingratiation of Charlotte in her promo the week after, the, um, the night after on SmackDown, I thought it was great. So at that point, I got excited. And like you guys know, like Mania tickets are on the secondary market are expensive now. Like I got I got excited about going even more. But this week, I'm less excited because how many times are you gonna do the same thing with Becky and she's on a crutch? <laughs> yeah um, Prep, the good thing I, I meant to say this earlier But the good thing about this year Is you can wait until like day of Because it's just like a car ride away As opposed to having to fly to another city In another part of the country So you yes. can get them day of if you need to The one good thing about this year is Mania What, Wrestlemania is the one good thing about this year? No, no, no the, you say that's close the fact oh, that that's the one good thing about Mania. <laughs> yeah. All right, so Prep, the thing that overtook it for you, was it the return of Kevin Owens and the insertion of him into the WWE Championship match over Kofi Kingston? Yes. 
So, as much as I love Kevin Owens, I was so pissed. We spoke about this last week, how I was like a kid watching wrestling again, seeing Kofi's chase, and not even Kevin Owens, my one of my favorite modern wrestlers right now, could have, you know, I couldn't be happy for that. Like, I was pissed. I was more upset than Xavier Woods. <laughs> Who was quite yeah. upset. <laughs> that is one of the notes that I had was the New Day did an unbelievable job selling yes. how upset they were, especially Woods. Like I've said numerous times, I think he is one of the best performers in the world of wrestling. And he definitely displayed it on Tuesday night when, when Vince came out and, and removed Kofi from the title match. I just can't wait for Big E to drag Kevin Owens out at the main event of Fastlane. <laughs> I can't wait for that either. I, so, obviously you guys can give your opinions, but Vince, I'm sorry, but like Mr. McMahon was entertaining to me from, like, late 97 until I stopped watching wrestling. And I guess, like, 07 or 08, whenever it was. And it's not entertaining to me anymore. Been there, done that. You got yourself involved in now the two biggest stories, and you don't need to be. I know to them they think it's a big deal to have Vince involved, but it only makes me care less. It makes me want to watch less. It makes me less interested. It makes me less invested. It's 2019. I'm almost 40 years old. I don't need to watch Vince McMahon walking out there as if he's the same guy he always was because he's not. I'm tired of him. I'm tired of Stephanie. I'm tired of Triple. Like, let's be done with it and let's actually have a new era of wrestling. I don't like them. I'm, I'm over them. Alo, I'll go to you next. Did, does this move the needle for you? Or are you, like, invested? Do you need to see Mr. McMahon? Well, I don't need to see this, but I kind of have the feeling that I wonder if there's actually more of this because he's done this twice in the last three weeks. So I'm kind of wondering, like, is this something – is it more of this that Vince just keeps replacing people and stuff? And the thing is, like, he's getting so much heat because he's replacing – what the people, what the fans want to see, what they kind of don't want to see. But one thing that I thought it found interesting is that, that Owens versus Brian was was the reported title match for WrestleMania. So now what I think they did, now Prep talked about last week about how it may be so big that they can't like they can't ignore it. So I think now that Kofi may get the shot at WrestleMania or, or be involved in a multi-person match for the WWE Championship, so Kofi will get that spotlight on the biggest stage, which is WrestleMania. So I'm okay with it because no matter what, Owens is going to face Brian. But I kind of feel more better that Kofi will get the bigger shot at WrestleMania. But it's, the only thing is, and the, the matter is, if he's going to win it. So that was my thought too. Like my being upset is not about Kofi not having the fast lane match. It's more about like Vince. I'm over you, dude. Like I've had enough. But I do think that this bodes well. Like, they may have decided, let's do Kofi at WrestleMania instead. Eck? Oh, go ahead, Prep. Uh, Eck could give his thoughts. I could say whatever okay. I want. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> Sorry, Eck. <laughs> now you're good. Um, so, 
I, I don't know. My, my thoughts are similar to yours, Pash. I mean, I'm, I'm definitely tired of Vince and mainly is very annoying seeing basically the same storyline going on on the two different shows done by Vince. Vince taking someone out, replacing him with, you know, what you don't want with the Raw Women's title and with kind of the unknown, just like with what Prep said, all four of us, all four of us are big Kevin Owens fans. I'm sure we're all happy to see him back. We're excited for him versus Daniel Bryan. We would love to see him in a WWE championship match. Uh, unless he faced AJ for this title, I, I really don't know of him ever challenging for the WWE championship. Um, there's a lot about this that excites me. I actually forgot SmackDown was on and a different group text went off talking about this. And prep was like, you don't like spoilers. I'm like, Oh, I forgot to see the norm. And he's like, Kevin Owens is back. I was like, what, 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 what is going on here? So, to piggyback off what Aaron said also, I mean, I, I don't know, like this might almost make too, too much sense or kind of be like a too good of a storyline to go to. Like it all depends how much egg Vince will let him get on his face. Like he, he could really play off like a senile role right now because he's doing, <laughs> he's doing so much like just old, dumb, repetitive stuff. So I could see them going into something with that. Um, and I, I hope Aaron's spot on right with, you know, let's take Owens out of this. I'm sorry. Let's add Owens to this, take Kofi out. And then Kofi gets a match at WrestleMania. And at that point, I think if we, he would have got this, you know, this B level pay-per-view main event, um, you know, challenge for the WWE title at fast lane and lose, like it would, would have been just like Rusev day. Like, you know, he got his challenge for the WWE title. He lost, I think if he challenges for the belt at Mania, I think he wins. And I think that's probably the biggest story you can take home from Mania. Yeah, and another another thing about the WWE title is at this point, it's like down at the bottom of the most important titles on TV. It's down the bottom with the U.S. and the Cruiserweight title. It's, it's, It's third from the bottom. So, like, at this point, you could do anything for that WWE Championship match because you're already invested in your Raw Women's title match and you're investing in your Universal title match and whatever that's going to be. And you have Roman Reigns back. So, WWE title match, even though WWE title is supposed to be the main title, the most important title, it, you could do whatever you want with it now. Because Daniel, Daniel Bryan isn't – like, even the superstar Daniel Bryan isn't even, like, really – like a big priority on any, on anybody's radar on a weekly basis. No. Now, Prep, let, I want to get to what you were going to say a moment ago. Yeah, so the whole thing with Kevin Owens and the whole thing with Charlotte, uh, Alo, Alo Meltzer, <laughs> what are they actually doing? Please no stop. clue. No clue. No clue. What is going on here? No clue. Because like, like I said, like there's something like – that's why I said, like, there's kind of something, like, I want to keep my keep keep an eye out for because that's interesting that he's done that with those two. So I'm not sure what they're trying to pull here. Or You're looking at Charlie. You're Owens. looking at Kevin Owens. I'm looking at Charlotte. I'm looking at Kevin Owens. I'm looking at I'm looking at Sam and Zane. I'm looking at Hulk Hogan the way he's performed in Japan all year. But I can't – I don't see anything. Like, I, I think you could keep your eye out on it. But it has to mean something. Yeah, I'm curious. I'm that's all I had to. I really wanted to know. I thought Alo had the answer. <laughs> I think they just think having Vince involved helps ratings, and I don't think it does at this point. 
but see the thing is no Vince wasn't announced it's just like he just pops up and I don't, I don't know like even with Charlotte's promo on Smackdown she talked about I stay in my lane I do um, I do everything I'm called upon I'm, I do charity I do charity but I do red carpet I do this so what's staying in, stay in your lane thing like something like that like there's got to be something more to Vince doing this yeah, I think as much as I'm like, all right, dude, I'm I'm like done with this part of the storytelling. I do think that this is going to end up being hopefully a positive thing for for Kofi Kingston in the new day in the long run. It it just kind of it builds this thing for Kofi even a little more. So, from one guy I'm tired of to another guy I'm tired of, we have the official start of Triple H WrestleMania season. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> this is yes. this is great. Yes. Do they realize that at this point people want to cheer Batista? Yes. Yeah. Uh, you think they do know that because I think they want him to get booed I, I, and he's I, not going I, that, to. That's a good point. Yeah. No. Well, the thing is, they did the, the great job to not get him cheered because they they had to take out Ric Flair. Everybody loves Ric Flair, so. But I but, promise all, you, when they, he comes back, he's going to get cheered. Oh, I know that. And tip of the hat for surprising me. <laughs> yeah, they were, they were marking out. Because when they went right to the back, I was like, man, Becky's really going to be messing up Ric Flair in the back. What'd she do? Like, trap him in? She got him in, she got him in the old Stone Cold uh, net trap. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to get him back for kissing her. <laughs> I totally forgot about that. Because <laughs> yeah, they cut it out he that did, match. He did it. What was that, Rumble, like, two or three years ago? Rumble 16, yeah. The one in Orlando? Yeah. And and the thing was, last week I brought that up about, is this going to be something for the women or is this going to lead to Batista versus Triple H? And that ended up up being the lead into Batista versus Triple H. You got to get there somehow. And that's how to use it. And everybody loves Ric Flair, so that's an easy way to get Batista booed, even though you know he's going to get cheered upon a return. Yeah, this isn't necessarily the last word on it. My feeling is that some people might be really into this. I just have no desire to watch anyone over the age of 45 <laughs> besides Chris Jericho, Ron Killings, and David Arquette. And outside of that, nobody in that age bracket do I need to see anymore. Uh, I can't wait. I can't wait for H to for H to pull up the leather jacket. <laughs> Hold on, the, the greatest intercontinental champion in both uh, co- uh, continents, um, the greatest United States champion, <laughs> and the greatest WCW champion. <laughs> yes, hell of a selection. My vote for the greatest WCW champion of all time, David Arquette. Um, yeah, by, by the way, guys, if, if just in case you don't know. This match is going to be terrible. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I know. <laughs> I definitely know. Just in case you didn't know, and, just, and also just in case you didn't know, H is winning, so. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. And, and that, that's how Batista wants it to be. Yeah, and then, I'm not going to lie. I came out of this segment looking more forward to Sting versus No Way Jose. <laughs> <laughs> I did see something about that on Twitter, like just make the match cowards or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> what I actually happened? Oh, okay, nothing. so that is how I saw it. Okay. <laughs> so nothing happened. It was just a picture of the two of them looking at each other. No, no he stood there for a while. Yeah, he when he was coming down, he like you know grabbed a couple of people's hand, 
you know, winked at a few people, shook hands, whatever. But him and Sting, or him and No Way Jose, stared at each other for they had like a moment. Sting was like, "Can you please teach me how to throw a baseball?" <laughs> I don't know if oh my gosh. I don't know if that was better or Ricky Steamboat chopping everybody. <laughs> uh, the Ricky Steamboat thing. That was so much fun. Because Seth made that really good. <laughs> I'm always up for a Ricky Steamboat chop. I've seen it at House of Hardcore twice. Didn't disappoint either time. Um, does anybody have anything else they want to say about Batista and Triple H? Is there any way this could be good? Uh, no, I think... Uh, Nostalgic-wise, it's going to be good. In-ring work, it's not going to be good, but I, I'm, I'm here for it. I got to say that. Yeah, I think the first week or so, whenever, well, the first one or two interactions between the two, I think will be really good. The match is going to be terrible. So you think the buildup is going to be good and it's going to be fall off a cliff? The first, the first one or two interactions, because I have no faith after that. Because do you think their their initial ideas that they're going to do are going to be good, and everything after yes. that is going to suck? Yes, because you know Triple H love to put you put people down. That's his favorite <laughs> problem for the Undertaker. So I won't be trying to try to hear that for weeks. But yeah, I ha- this isn't going to be great, except for the first couple of interactions. The match is going to be terrible. Uh, yeah, agreed. Although I wouldn't hate seeing Sting and No Way Jose. That would maybe <laughs> maybe that would get me to make the trip up to North Jersey. <laughs> For WrestleMania, I don't know though. Um, what, what if uh, what if our truth has a big U.S. title match? So that was actually what I was going to get into next. Alo said the WWE Championship, I believe, is down there with the U.S. title. The U.S. title is on the rise, my friends. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we have a an historic United States champion. Uh, he has re- reconstituted the U.S. Open, United States Championship Open Challenge. Wants to make John Cena proud. Yes. I John Cena. Childhood hero. He defeated not one but two men on Tuesday night. Um, if, if R-Truth had like a prominent match on this show, I would think about it then too. Um, how, how good was him and Carmella with that... Oh, what would my hero John Cena do? He defended against both of them. Damn, he great. <laughs> like I said, I, there is I no one. I literally was driving this close to crashing. This close. <laughs> I've said it before. I will say it again. There is are not many other, maybe a handful of other people on that roster who are as consistently entertaining as he is in the time that he gets. He never goes out there and isn't entertaining to me. My feeling is, so would you guys agree that R-Truth is legitimately a fan favorite at this point? Oh, Oh, my gosh. He's not just a fan favorite. He's beyond over. Do you think that they could use this to make Andrade skyrocket up a little higher? Because it could really get, possibly get some heat for Andrade if he is the one exactly. to unseat our truth. It would get him heat, but I don't think it would skyrocket him. Andrade is the most underutilized elite level worker on the roster. Pash, I could be wrong, but I don't think you're wording that the way you want. Are you asking if that's a way to get him to be disliked? Is that the way to make the crowd like hate him as a heel? 
I think there's a potential chance of that if they continue to you keep giving this fun stuff with truth and not like don't give it up by fast lane. I think they give this all the way to mania and he drops the title. Then that'll, that should give him some heat. Yeah. And is the next U S champion. So like Pash said, Pash said two, two things. It will give him heat. Yeah. But I don't think it'll rise him up. See, I think like, obviously I don't think he's going to beat our truth and then be like on the level of Seth Rollins. But I think if people genuinely are like, yo, I hate this guy. It immediately brings him up another level. Prep, do you agree that he is the next U.S. champion, or do you think they're just going to keep stringing him along like they already have? <laughs> I'll answer that for him. He he's he's definitely you know he's with us. He's with us on it. He just he he's had, like weepy eyed about the idea of Andrade holding that belt. Um, aside from Andrade becoming the U.S. champion, let's just. All agree. If our truth can have two more solid open challenges, I'm definitely investing in a nameplate for him. <laughs> um, you know what I would that's love all, to see? That's all it takes. Two more. Is two there, more open challenges, not just defenses. <laughs> Is there any chance when Andrade wins a U.S. title that when the, I, like I really want to just see Zelina Vega holding the U.S. title? Oh yeah. Like, I just, I don't know. I've been so sold on the two of them for, I guess, close to two years now, or however long it's been. I, just, I really would like to see them get the like the recognition they deserve. So to Prep's point, I, I agree. They, they're probably the most underutilized, like, high-level talents on the roster right now. They're just not yeah. being used in the right way at all. Yeah, them and the, them and, them and the Iconics. <laughs> We seem to be very invested lately on seeing managers holding uh, holding belts because uh, Aaron made the comment about Leo Rush holding the IC championship. <laughs> I said how I wanted to see Carmella carrying the U.S. championship. Now you want to see Zelina carrying the U.S. championship. Or, I'm sorry, the U.S. belt. Let's go, Ronnie. The U.S. belt, yeah. Yeah, with my namesake, Ronnie, I might as well start calling it a belt as well. Yeah, I want to see Truth hold on to it for a little while longer. I don't ever want to see Truth and Carmella split up ever nope it's it's too good um does that's everything i have in my notes from wwe this week is there anything anyone else has that they feel needs to be discussed how good was Corey graves on a moment of bliss when leo rush interrupted (laughs) (laughs) how how good was Alexa at teasing us? Oh, she's she's always great. Like she always gets me every time. But I was like, how great was that? What was the tease that she did? So, um, so Finn Balor was a guest on Moment of Bliss, and she said to him, "You know, since you got that title, you know, you're covering up those abs of yours. So if you show me your if you show me your abs." I'll show you my ad, and then Leo Rush music hits, and he comes out. And Corey Graves is marked out. Oh, my God! Oh, my God! <laughs> Even worse, though, I don't think you couldn't hear the ad. Like, you, you didn't couldn't. know what she was going to say. It could have been ass. It could have been tits. It could have been bunghole. <laughs> so good. I can see Triple H throwing bunghole in there. <laughs> you can see him allowing it. Um I saw somebody on Twitter that called Alexa Bliss a weirdo, but said she's a weirdo in the best way. I don't know how she's a weirdo, 
but I do think that she is very good at what she's doing. She's one of those one of those people that does not need to actually be in the ring to be a significant part of the show. Um, yeah. Anything else of note that happened this week? Rowan the Double or Nothing again was so good. Did anybody catch it? The Chris Jericho one? Uh, it started with Chris Jericho, yeah, and it finished yeah. with Brandy. Yeah, the short, short and sweet. It was a short episode, but it was really good. Uh, Brandy at the end being <laughs> upset about them asking about Cody's match. Oh, what, like who his opponent is going to be? Yeah, she was like her. I I have like a weird, I don't know, her voice is strange to me because like is she Southern? Prob- I don't know that for sure, but probably. Because she gives me, like, this fake southern accent, and I feel like she's putting on a voice, and I'm like, well, maybe she is southern. I think they live in Atlanta or something like that. Yeah, I think it's just a su- very subtle southern accent, where yeah. it's almost undetectable, but you can still kind of hear it. But then at the end, when she got serious and she was upset about the cameraman asking about Cody's knee, oh, so good. And Chris Jericho, that whole monologue about him... Everybody having to thank him. They had another one, Pash. And still in my head, all I picture is how mad Cody was when he saw the first one. <laughs> I need to watch this because I didn't watch it last week either. So I have to make it a point at some point this week to watch both of them. And so, sometimes, sometimes it's good when there's multiple episodes. That way you can kind of binge through them. Yeah, especially if this one was short. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think. Has anything else been announced for Double or Nothing yet? Nope. And how long no. before we find out who Cody's opponent is? Probably, Probably you, like a couple weeks. Preb, was it you that said it was Marty? As a joke? No, I, I think it's Marty. <laughs> Why is it a joke? Because uh, I, we were talking about his contract. With Ring of Honor, I think Prep said the rumor was April or something like that, that it was expiring. I don't know what they could tie together to make that seem personal, though. Wait, was it whose head was it that Cody replaced with MJF on his pictures? Marty. Marty. So, like, maybe that is what it is. <laughs> He's replacing Marty with MJF? I don't know. That MJF and- continues to deliver, by the way. I-, I could be completely wrong on this, but I think so... Um, when Cody first left the E and he had that list of people he wanted to face, was Marty on that list? Oh, I don't Prep knows. Ooh, I don't so think I know, so. I believe they faced each other pre either of them being in Bullet Club. And if that's the case, maybe Marty got the better of Cody and they had a one on one match and Cody's never beat him. That, that's how it could be personal. Yeah, I wish I knew more to be able to give some type of educated insight, but I can't. He's not on the list. He didn't just make the list. Well, Marty even even if, even if he wasn't on the list, though, uh, Marty posted like a throwback picture today, and it definitely looks like pre Bullet Club for both of them. Hmm. Yeah, maybe that's what I'll do tomorrow is watch both of these episodes so I can be officially on the road to Double or Nothing. (laughs) Um, So 
this is wrestling related and WWE related, but not weekly programming. I did go and see Fighting with My Family this afternoon, the movie about Paige's life. Alo, I know you saw it too. Ecker Pratt, have either of you seen it yet or no? I did not. I, I can't stay awake for Anything. a podcast, let alone, <laughs> let alone a movie of a story you mostly already know. Uh, Alo, what did you think of it? I thought it was <clears throat> I thought it was great. You know, um, if I had a rate, I'll give it a showstopper. Uh, wrestling, <laughs> bre- wrestling fans, six jammers just, just couldn't yeah, resist giving it. I couldn't stop it. No, I, I tried to call Fink, but he wasn't picking up. But uh, yeah, now wrestling fans, it's not. It's a movie, so it's not completely accurate to what they say. So I thought the story they told was great. I thought that they did a good job of focusing on her family. And if you know Paige's story, then you can kind of like watch it. Like you can kind of envision it in your head. And then when you watch it on the screen, you kind of putting putting everything together. So the tryout and then the frustrations with her brother, I thought that was like real heartfelt and like the emotions that he was showing that he wasn't selected and his frustrations and he had the son on the way and he kept constantly trying to call and, the meaning behind it at the end of the movie. This is non-spoilers, so if you haven't seen it, so uh, the meaning, the meaning that, the meaning on why he wasn't selected at the end of the movie, like it spoke by, like it kind of like came all came together. It's like oh, okay, so this is why, and like even when Paige also always talked about how she didn't fit in and stuff with the other girls, and. She tried to fit in by dyeing her hair and wearing all this makeup and getting a tan, but it wasn't her. And like trying to like not tr- not trying to like fit in at all. But she, at, at the wall, you see her character progression, and she fits in with the other girls. Now, I'm not sure if they're trying to portray anybody, but the three women, two of one had Alexa Bliss's Tinkerbell outfit on, one had a, a Eve Torres gear on, and then one. The one that's supposedly supposed to be Charlotte, you would we would assume, since she had a daughter, so we can't really say that Charlotte. So you just say that these are three original women, and the ending is was Zelina Vega is the AJ Lee I never knew I needed. <laughs> she had that AJ I, Lee cadence down pretty good. Yes, <laughs> and yeah, yeah, yes, she had the whole thing down perfect. The, the one thing I would say I would change is I would. Love for him to take a make a bigger deal about who like AJ Lee actually was and stuff like stuff like that. That's the only real grip I have. But the focus was on the family. They they don't really go through the NXT stuff about the NXT women title and stuff. So I don't have a problem with that because the more the focus of the movie was about the family and not really NXT. And the final scene wasn't verbatim of what really happened, but I enjoyed it for what it was and. It was. It wasn't like I don't. Like, I don't mind that it wasn't portrayed like a, a work, but I like. I kind of like the fact they just didn't say anything about it. Yeah. See, I thought that they did acknowledge that it's not a real fight or real combat. Yeah, now the last yeah, match in, in, in the movie. In the, I mean, yeah. the beginning. Oh yeah, yeah. They um, they do that with like the the indie scene with like the family. They talk about how it yeah. is. But like when, not to say it was like a shoot, but no, her match against eight. Oh yeah, I saw it yesterday. Okay, so, real good. 
six jammers, all that. <laughs> so yeah, did you have any other takeaways from it? My one takeaway, I, or no, actually, I got a lot of takeaways, but I think the most important takeaway is it. The movie's so good. It's similar to kind of my Daniel Bryan thoughts come like his return last year. Literally, the movie's ending, and I'm like, man, I really wish I liked Paige more. As always. Like, like that's how good it is. So you regretted yeah, it, not being a fan of her when she was out there doing what she did? Just, like, the character that was given to me on TV didn't resonate with me. But, like, when you see that much about the backstory, it's just like, wow, this, this is so good. Like, feels so bad. There's just so much mixed emotions. And then you can only feel worse for her knowing her situation present day. Yeah, and, like, even though the ending of the, end, the last match wasn't verbatim what actually happened, I still kind of felt it. And, Prep, I'm almost 30. I'm man enough. I had a little tear for a second. Because... <laughs> Like like what Eric said, that now you know what happened, you kind of feel for her, feel for her a bit more. But I thought it was a really a really good movie. Oh, one more thing, the uh, her first NXT debut, Pash hates these dickhead fans. <laughs> that was yes. my notes. That, yes, that's I funny. did. That is <laughs> yeah, I was um, in the theater ready to fight every one of them. <laughs> Half inappropriate. But do you guys remember I'm trying to remember if it was the what the rock called him or who oh, yeah, the rock who was it? he what? called him sex tape. Yeah. Is that the, am I the only one that kinda laughed at that? Like with the irony that they put that name um, in to this no, movie? No, I I was like, huh, would they really do that on purpose? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was I was definitely taken aback by it. So, and, you know, I saw it with 6'5 and Raul, and, you know, Raul being the extremely casual fan, he even was like, damn, are they really going to talk about a sex tape in this? Yeah, they, they didn't get far enough into it, I guess, for, for us to know about it. Um, I, I guess in the sequel. Yeah, Fighting With My Family wonder, too. Uh Yeah, I wonder if uh, Xavier Woods and Greg Maddox, or Brad Maddox, whatever his name was, will get a cameo. I guess we have to wait and see. Probably two years. Uh, yeah, I thought it was really entertaining. I thought it was really enjoyable. I definitely can see, like, the dickhead fans that we're talking about that are complaining all the time probably would be mad that they called it the NXT or different little things like that. Um, I can't believe people are complaining about it. I thought that was so good. Yeah, it, there's like little wrestling details that they maybe didn't hit that were like unnecessary for the story. This is a movie for a mass audience. This isn't a movie for the, the 2.4 million that watch every week. Um, but this movie made me laugh, made me cry, told it really, it told a story about why so many people love wrestling. Yeah, like you definitely, if you were not a wrestling fan and you watch that, you definitely, there's a chance you got a sense of why people really like it so much and I, I appreciated that aspect of it the rock has said in a bunch of interviews this movie was a love letter to pro wrestling and i think that it very much was that so i'd highly recommend it to anyone wrestling fan or not although if you're not a wrestling fan why in the hell are you listening to this right now uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah and it, and then like it, pro it did pretty good the box office over the weekend it finished fourth against movies it should finish 
forth against that was Alita. Ba- uh, well, How to Train Your Dragon, Battle Alita Battle Angel in, in the Lego Movie. So you're not being those movies. For right. a wrestling movie to do that is pretty good. And for now, a WWE be- Studios movie, I thought there were obviously there were parts of it that were like a little corny, a little cheesy, but like I was honestly pleasantly surprised yeah. at how good it really was. I thought the girl that played Paige was great. Yeah. Nick Frost was awesome. Like Steven Merchant in his small role was great. The the woman who plays Cersei Lannister on Game of Thrones, I thought she was great as her mom. Vince Vaughn mm-hmm. Not Vince Vaughn's best role ever, but like I thought he was an effective guy in the role as oh, yeah. the coach. Yeah, I loved um, like his whole reason for not taking her brother, and it was kind of really him when he was a wrestler, and so that that all came full circle pretty well. Even like the rock aspects of it were like a little much, but like I enjoyed it. You know, it was it was kind yeah. of fun to see. Yeah, you had to, you had to put him in there to sell it. So yeah. Um, so yeah. Now, am I the only one hoping that The Rock does this again with someone else's story? No, I would love to see that. I would love to see other people get an opportunity. Now, I don't know how many people have like that rich of a story, like where it literally has been their whole life. But I guess it doesn't have to be. Everybody's story is different. So yeah, I would love to see him do do something like this again. Um. So yeah, if you haven't seen it yet, go see it. Uh, if you want to complain about like the actual like wrestling details uh shut up (laughs) to be the best way i could put it um is it time for pash's indie inquiry yes it is (laughs) dalo do you want to introduce it yes so this week on the indie inquiry we're reviewing kenny omega versus ach from bola 2014 um, would you guys like me to go first or last? Yeah, yeah st- kick it off. So, I guess the first thing I'll say, this match may have been the first shot fired across the bow in the killing of the business of wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> but, I thought this was a really good match. I thought it was a lot of fun. A very different Kenny Omega than the one I have come to know and love. Yeah, I didn't recognize. I was like, who the hell is this guy? <laughs> yeah, this was the the dawn of Big Match Ken. Um, I like that they uh, combined a lot. A lot of good comedy for you. Oh, yeah. They combined the technical stuff with the athletic stuff and the entertainment aspect of it. The the, sec- the sequence with the Stone Cold Vest I thought was great. The Austin and Rock stuff was great. I thought the one commentator kind of sounded like a less entertaining Xavier Woods. I don't know if anybody else thought the same thing. I like that Drew Gulak got mentioned during the match. Um, They mentioned how crazy he was and something about his jacket. Prep might know more about the Drew Gulak jacket than I do. And I enjoyed that it was a super indie crowd, but they gave them sports entertainment. Mm -hmm. So that was, I thought this was very good. I'm usually very, a lot more invested in like the story leading up to the match or like the characters there obviously was none of that in this but i found it really enjoyable it was a fun it was a really fun 20 minute match i thought uh eck i i thought it was good i actually um i guess i was a little confused uh the one thing so this is 2014 um i i thought kenny omega definitely the the ring attire looked um a lot different from his modern day full pants that we see, uh, what we've seen in his later years in the Bullet Club. Um, 
what we saw him with his IWGP intercontinental title reign, it seemed different. Um, so I was assuming this was like, I don't know. His look looked the same, his head and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess this is before the he joined up. the bullet. <laughs> yeah. Like, because he looked older than, or, or his face looked more mature than it did when he first joined the bullet club. Like when he was still, I guess when he joined bullet club, he had on the trunks in black. Mm-hmm. So I, I guess that this it probably was just a few short months after this. Yeah. Very different. Big match. Ken, um, Alo, what did you think yeah. of ACH and Kenny Omega? Yeah, I couldn't I couldn't decide if I wanted to be at that show or would just be <laughs> angry the whole time. <laughs> Cause like right away early in the match they kinda like put themselves over a lot. Mm-hmm. And I, I got irritated about that. I was like, okay, here we go. And um but I thought it was entertaining. I liked the whole Stone Cold aspect of it. Because like like the way the crowd erupted when that when he hit the Luthas press. That's why I was like, okay, I might actually would love to be there at this point. But I thought they gave, like you said, I thought they gave everybody sports entertainment. And it was, it was a really fun match. And like I said, I had no idea who the hell that was from the waist down, from, from the neck down. <laughs> like, who's this? Yeah. If, if I didn't see the face, I would have never guessed. I would have never picked out of a lineup that that was Kenny Omega. But, yeah, yeah. the Luthes press moment was great. I, I really enjoyed it a, a lot. Um it was, it was one of my, it's definitely in my top five, probably top three of Indie Inquiry so far. I, I thought it was really good. Uh, we don't have any listener questions, correct? Nope. Uh, Alo, how many throwbacks do you have scheduled so far with listeners or I have, social media followers or however we want to? I, I have two. I have one t- I'm recording tomorrow, and the other one I have to make a. T- Schedule a time because it's a different time zone. Okay, so we have two scheduled. It's WrestleMania. Well, we don't want to tell anybody yet, do we? Yeah, no. Okay. Uh, so anyone else out there who is listening, reach out to any of our Matt Madness social media accounts if you'd like to record a throwback Madness Road to WrestleMania uh, with Alo. Uh, as you said, there are two already scheduled. Oh, yeah, one more spot. <laughs> one more spot, okay. Yeah. So one lucky listener can fill in that final spot. Eck, did you have something you wanted to say? Nope. Oh, okay. Just, just glad to be here. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad you're here too. Uh, so I guess that that is it. Unless anyone had any other wrestling thoughts they wanted to share. Nope. No. All right. Keep it, keep it funky and stay awake. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. Joel Embiid. You're still on the shelf for a little bit. Trust the process with us on Matt Madness. Alo, are you okay with LeBron coming on the show yet, or are you just done with him altogether? I'm done. Because uh, Angel asked me, do I want to go to, to, to see the Lakers in the next? I said, hell no. <laughs> Fair enough. I can't, I can't argue with you. I actually have a LeBron, a new feeling about LeBron that I'll share at a later date. <laughs> Yeah, uh, and then uh, she, she kept actually was the jersey in stock, was the authentic jersey in stock, and I was like, I don't even want it anymore. <laughs> I, I, I don't blame you <laughs> at all. Uh, so check out your boy Elroy every Friday if you like MMA. 
Uh, please subscribe on iTunes. Leave a five-star rating and review. Alo, move some merch before we close it out. What a maneuver.net to embrace the mats. All right. So for Ek2 Fly, Eric Trembicki. That's me. <laughs> for Preptagon Jr., Josh Prepigina. He's sleeping. <laughs> for Mr. Wednesday Night Live, we call him Alo. The ladies call him Balo. Aaron Lloyd. I am Ron Pashery Jr., and we will see you next week. <laughs>